Bereavement Room is a podcast for our community, faith and culture, featuring representative voices from across the UK. And I am your host, Kosima Ali. Hi, I'm Hatem Aldawi, and you're listening to the Bereavement Room podcast. Hello, I'm Priya Ahmed, and you're listening to Bereavement Room podcast. Hello, I'm Bashar Malik, and you're listening to the Bereavement Room podcast. Hi, I'm Tanya Hardcastle. And you're listening to the Bereavement Room Podcast. Hey, what's going on? It is Sly King, and you are listening to the Bereavement Room Podcast. Hello, I'm Lydia Kirkland, and you're listening to Bereavement Room Podcast. Hello, I'm Abigail Chewitt, and you're listening to Bereavement Room Podcast. Hi, folks. Welcome back to Bereavement Room Podcast, where vulnerability and speaking your truth on the foundations of inclusion, challenging the status quo and collectively sharing experiences, show us there is power in reflection. It's the third and final season, and well, time has flown in this room, hasn't it? The final season is sponsored by my friends near and far, the listeners, some of the former guests, and some of my loyal supporters in the grief community. It's been one hell of a journey here and has definitely lasted a lot longer than I thought it would. Bereavement Room garnered a worldwide listen, which I wasn't expecting at all. I feel super blessed and grateful to you all for joining me on this journey that has unpacked so many important issues along the way. So before I announce what we will be unpacking in the final season, a little update and reflections from me, your host, Colsima. Last year, I was invited to a BME mental health panel organised by Europe's longest-running student newspaper, The Student. I always appreciate it when I am asked to speak and people want my thoughts. One of the questions asked by the panellists was about social media. She had come off Instagram and although leaving Instagram was amazing for her mental health, she felt a bit disconnected in the sense that she was missing out on some of the good content that is shared and was wondering if I had any advice or guidance on how to not miss out on the good stuff without having to return to the gram. Look, I didn't mince my words and I'm not going to mince my words now. If social media is having an impact on your mental health, it's really important to ask yourself, how is this serving you in the long run? If you've disabled your accounts but are missing out on connecting with like-minded people, there's a few options. Block and remove people. Um, Unfollow. That's why those functionalities were created in the first place, so use them. However, I realise not everyone will want to exile some of their friends, families, colleagues, internet friends and strangers we follow on the internet. So your other options are create a closed WhatsApp group with your trusted people or join a Facebook group of which there are many topical discussions taking place. Or if you really want to geek out, try Slack. These are all places and applications that can be managed and moderated so that it doesn't seep into your mental health. My personal stance is that people on social media are not your friends, so you do need to be careful who you're letting into your personal spaces. Not everyone that watches you likes you. I realise this sounds harsh, but you know me. I'm here to deliver the faxes. I guess being liked has always been low on my priority list. I quite happily block and unfollow to my heart's content, and that's how I personally manage my own social media hygiene. I hope this helps anyone that is struggling with social media. It's not real life, folks, so don't let it soak up your energy. Speaking of which, since speaking out about healthcare inequity and negligence, it has somewhat not landed well. My message was not received within the influential online grief community until I called it out, which then inundated me 
with people that encourage me to continue speaking out on what caused my grief. There are some wonderful people out there amongst the not-so-wonderful people. Not everyone will understand your journey or support your cause of decolonising a taboo topic that is dominated by a white counterpart that often... We don't really see what's going on with minority and minoritized communities, the barriers, the access. There is diversity in loss, but I found sometimes there is no solidarity in differences. So, it's important to nourish your feed, circles and time as much as possible. Something else I've been mulling on or mulling over is who is deemed worthy of support and who isn't deemed worthy of support in online spaces. Who is deemed worthy of speaking opportunities that only end up further perpetuating oppressive systems to carry on well with oppressing? Just like our biases and prejudices come into play in real life, because let's face it, we all have them. So let's understand that it also exists within the online space that gangs, cliques and collabs do form. So you can't really rely on external validation for love. Give yourself the love and flowers you know you deserve deserve some food for four something to chew on perhaps ahead of this final season moving on earlier this year i was invited to clubhouse by one of my wonderful former guests and wow i really fell down that rabbit hole for those of you that have not heard of clubhouse it's a new social media audio application that's in beta for iphone users you can create rooms and clubs by topic and interest i've mostly enjoyed my time there i've connected with some wonderful people from both my bangladeshi community and the grief community I've been on stage several times to speak and I've also hosted some of my own rooms. It's been a good place for discourse with like-minded folk. If you're on Clubhouse, do give me a follow by searching my name, Kosima Ali, and join the Bereavement Room Club. Which brings me to say, Bereavement Room is a British-born podcast. However, we have so many listeners across the world. And so in this season, many of my guests are from across the pond in the States. And we will be covering family separation, estrangement and abuse. What it means to grieve halfway across the world and not make it on time for the funeral due to religious customs. The impact of child bereavement and the upheaval that comes with it. The loss of a father and how grief intersects with travel. What it means to be parentless and find meaning in life after both parents are no longer with us. And how do we decolonise our mind, body and soul, considering the collective history our ancestors, grandparents and parents have gone through. It's interesting because my parents didn't want me to be colonised and spoke very heavily on maintaining identity rituals and customs to not get sucked in by too many Western interventions and rituals to fit in. In addition, we will be unpacking this centred around the conversation of bereavement, grief and loss. I'll also be speaking to professionals in the psychology and healthcare fields, dissecting what it means to be informed, healthcare access barriers and how to manage health for long-term benefits. I'll then close the podcast at the end of this season with a wrap-up of Bereavement Room. My final reflections, what I learned and where do we go now? Before we get to the end, I would ask my listeners from all communities to think about racial divide. It's no secret that not all of us are at peace with one another. I hope Bereavement Room showed how diverse we all are, that there are communities within communities and subcultures within subculture and that we are all impacted by an oppressive system one way or other, where all roads lead back to one road. I'd like us to think about the privilege we hold within our own communities and cultures, and how this might make us more palatable or give us a head start in life. 
Or perhaps if you're from one minoritized community but serving another, what biases of your own might you hold and whether you actually care or just take home the pay packet? Sounds a bit cryptic, but what I'm getting at is do minorities understand other minorities when working with one another or serving one another? For example, in a classroom or a hospital where you might be working with someone who is from a minority community different to your own. It's loaded, but it's something to think about before we get to the end of the season. Halfway through hosting Bereavement Room, it did dawn on me that grief is universal, but the narrative around bereavement is not. Makes sense, it's the bereavement room, not the grief something. I had unpacked more than I intended to on this podcast, which I'll come back to at the end of the season. To find Bereavement Room on social media, the handle is at Bereavement Room on Twitter and Instagram. And to make a donation to keep the podcast up for as long as possible and support my content, see the link in my bio. I know how much Bereavement Room means to you all. And so I hope this season is what you hoped for and more. To everyone that supports me in my podcast, thank you for joining me for the third and final season. I hope it brings love, light and reflection to wherever you are in the world. I am your host, Kosima Ali.